2: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
0: Born May 30th in Emporia, Kansas, our next guest grew to become one of the most recognizable and beloved drivers in the sport of NASCAR. He announced his retirement at the end of the 2020 season, making the move to the broadcast booth, and this weekend, he's back home to call the Health 400 at the Kansas Speedway. Please welcome NASCAR legend and longtime friend of the show, Clint Boyer.
2: Mr. Boyer,
3: how are you this morning? Well, just trying to figure out, you know, am I on the air? Am I not going to be on the air? You know, what day does Johnny need me? What can I do for Johnny? Johnny I know. Today, Johnny eats Chinese food. What in the hell? Nobody eats. Who has a craving for Chinese food when they're sick?
2: Well, I, I Well, listen, I, I, my girlfriend had dropped off food when I didn't feel well. And I ate it the next day. And, no, and Wait a
0: minute. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Let's back up.
3: We may have found the source of the problem. You don't feel good. Girlfriend drops off Chinese food. I think we've we we need to question the girlfriend. That's what I, 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 I said. Gotta, That's stay what... right there. She's she's got a motive, bud. Well, uh, brother, and... I, I'm telling you right now. I've. I've i've read about this stuff you know twitter is
2: always a great resource in <laughs> this kind of thing I, I've, I've read about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you, then she had to go out and get these these uh, anti-nausea pills which i mean i literally and i know you've you've had to, over the years had food poisoning at one point or another like genuine holy hell this is going to be a terrible ride food poisoning and you're so empty and you can't stop throwing up and i was like the so doc gives me these these pills, but he goes, you have to hold them for 30 minutes, or he goes suppository. I go, okay, I'll, I'll hold on to them. So then I need them another four hours in. You have to keep taking them to stay in front, and she had lost them between the first pills and the second dose. And I'm like, you had one job, kid. You had one job. One job. See? I, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, the, the motive is there. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. Oh, and hey, listen. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody's you surprised.
3: You're telling me a day old Chinese
2: food gave you food poisoning? No, this right? this That's, this stuff was bad when it came in the house. There's no doubt about
3: it's that. It's bad when it comes off the sh- like when yeah. it comes out to the table. It's, it's yeah, not good man. I'm right. telling you, I am the 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 steak and potatoes guy, wholesome Midwestern boy. And, and man, I'm telling you, a pile of Chinese food that'll make you that, that'll do the same thing to you. Fresh, not a <laughs> <the> day old. <laughs>
2: Dude, it was it was an adventure, but dude, I am a svelte. I look good. I'm at my fighting weight currently. I can have a colonoscopy right now. I could do all of it.
3: <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm glad that you're you're alive and healthy and you're gonna make it. You
1: got
2: weekend, buddy. God, I can't big wait. Very excited. And, and this morning doesn't look great, but this weekend's gonna be fantastic. The weather looks good. Everybody's up ready for this, man. It's gonna be a good weekend to the track.
3: Awesome weekend at the track at Kansas Speedway. Can't wait to get there, leaving here in about three hours. Um, Always fun to get back there, but I'm telling you what we're bringing for a product. Anybody listening, if you're on the fence about coming, I'm telling you, you're going to see a different uh, race. These guys have been swatting flies in these cars. They're, you know, wrecking left and right. Carnage about every week, especially on these bigger intermediate-style racetracks. You know, in, in my opinion over the years, if we needed to correct anything in our sport, it was this size of racetrack, right, like we have in Kansas. And this car, the aero platform, um, you know, change has is, is really delivered some excitement uh, on the racetracks and these, these size of racetracks. Anything that has speed at all, man, I'm telling you, as soon as they get loose, the least a little bit, that thing breaks loose and it's gone. All the downforce drops off of them and the and, uh, way it goes. And we've seen it time and time again all season long.
2: Well, and they're saying that they're they're even changing the presentation, the way that I mean, just everything. You're, they, these guys, uh, I, don't, I don't want to give too much away for tomorrow, but I was hearing words about pyro. I was hearing about all kinds of fun stuff for the driver introductions and and stuff, just to you know, really just get everything fresh again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, I'm a firm believer in a product. Yep. You know, I'm kind of old school mentality and, and just call it how it is. And, and, you know, the pyro and all that stuff, that's extra. But yeah. if your product's not good, all them gimmicks won't work either. That's so fact. I, I'm telling you, I believe in the product. I think that, that we're knocking out of the park and, and really delivering on these intermediate style racetracks that have been the problem, right? That's been the problem over the last decade or so. We really have struggled to put on a, an exciting event. On an intermediate track, and I think it's going to be totally different for everybody this this uh, this weekend in Kansas.
2: So let's get down to this. What I really wanted to know, and I wanted to call you last week and just on a on a personal level and ask you about Logano and uh, and I didn't see him. I didn't see Byron. Now somebody told me that William Byron was acting up before the end of the race. I just caught the end, and and I saw Joey Logano just dick him. I was like, wow, Logano. I didn't think he was really known for doing that, but he wanted that win bad. He just pushed him out of the way, wrecked him, and took the and took the track.
3: Well, he's actually known for doing it, but all right. All right. The, the thing that I love about it is he didn't get out and, and lie and say, ah, eh, you know, I didn't mean to do that or anything else. He owned it straight up. He said, Hey, he roughed me up on the restart yeah. and I paid him back. As soon as I caught him, I was able to pay him back, coming to the white flag and win the race. And it, it couldn't have been any sweeter, you know? And I was, we were all like, you know, so here it is. Bill Elliott uh, is in the booth, and I'm just just leveling with you. Um, legend, right? Right. Hall of Famer, champion of the sport. Son races Chase Elliott, most popular driver. Hendrick, Hendrick guy. You know Chase yeah. Elliott, his son works for Hendrick. William Byron is, is his teammate. I of mean, course. my man is up there. You know, rooting for William Byron or win. And I'm like, yeah. So he gets wiped out. Joey Logano cl- cleans his clock, takes on to the win, and, and drops him clear back to thirteenth. And I mean, Bill is. Just biting his lip like you know wanting to call you know foul and and right. that's just ridiculous and he kind of went there a little bit right but we we quickly went to uh to a commercial break real quick and I was like, oh damn, oh damn like <laughs> how am I gonna sit this like how do i right. you know, level the playing field here because I've got him that is supersonic pissed off in the booth next to me i've got i've got the the flip side of that half the fan base you know is gonna like the the aggressiveness on, on part. So I'm like, damn, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to say. And then we come back on and, and first thing, Jamie gets an interview with the winner Logano on the front stretch and he just owns it. Listen, that was paid back and everything else. I was like, well, there you go, folks. He missed it to it. Right. It was was game on. I mean, he literally took all the words out of uh, out of my thought process and didn't even have to say a word on it. I had to, you know, uh, quickly, obviously just uh, rebound on on his uh, his comment you know what i, I think that's what i meant is, here's the biggest thing johnny yeah i think it's the new the new way of doing it yeah. you know the old school respect drivers and all that stuff i think that's far gone way out the window Wins are hard to come by Wins are very important on a lot of fronts the points the money all the things and that being said they're willing to do whatever it takes
2: to get one Dude, yeah, I could not agree more, and I think that's what I was, what, kind of where is that? Like when I say he wasn't known for that. Yeah, of course stuff happens, but then you try to shy away. It was an accident. I didn't see him there. I, uh, I sure do feel bad about that. But the old days of just going, no man, he was a dick to me, and I dicked him back. And you know what? I happened to win the race, so I guess he can, you know, eat all my ass. And you just keep you keep moving through it. Logano was easily more well, respectable. He wouldn't
3: want to do that this weekend.
2: He would not <laughs> want to do that this weekend with you. Yeah, yeah, right. It would. Uh, <laughs> Although, <laughs> this, might, this might be the one weekend it's okay. <laughs>
3: uh, it's, uh, it is the new norm, and I believe that uh, it's going to happen again. You know, you saw yeah. Briscoe and, and Reddit, completely wiped him out at the end of the race and then comes up to, to him afterwards laughing about it. I mean, this dude, if anybody deserves... A flattened nose, it's it's right here, right now, you're gonna see it on yeah. live television. We're gonna be here to see it all. And come up laughing, he's like, It's okay. I'd have done the same thing and, and I don't blame you. I'm like, What? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, but we're is it... a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus, right? A a, a a shot in the playoffs, which gives you an opportunity at millions of dollars extra. And a dude just wipes you out, comes up laughing about it, and you're just going to say it's okay? I'd have probably done the same thing.
2: Hell, no! All right, all right. But but you do need the guy to own up. I, that's all. That's the one thing of, I think the world needs is know hey, Listen, you go. You, they saw you do it. You stand. and you go. Yeah, I did it, and I'll tell you why I did it, and I'll do it to him again.
3: Well, he did, but I can say that was it merit to to get the uh, you know uh, uh, the retaliation, and that's. Right. As soon as he said that, we're all like, "Oh man, give me the replay." Because we, like, I just didn't see that. in me the start is Is an aggressive move or, or an on purpose move? It was just they were racing hard off the two for the win and and got together a little bit. Who but was your I'm guy? Telling you, I think Joey Logano had it in his mind. You know, if, if, I, if there was my excuse, I'm going to run him over, and I've got an excuse to do it. It might not be a much of an excuse, but it's the one I'm going to use. <laughs> and some
2: color <laughs> high water, that's my plan. And he did uh, it. Dude, isn't that the best? And I can even hear it in your voice, Clint. If you're just joining the show, the great Clint Boyers with us. Dude, it's, uh, it, you can hear it in your voice. You're excited about what this stuff means because that is racing. Racing was never about – this this perfection and this gentle nature and this 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 respect between drivers. It was about fighting through it. It was it was a war, man. You go out there and you risk your lives and you're driving so fast and so hard and it's so over the top. Everything is so magnified on such a level people have no idea unless they've seen it live like when you watch that pack of cars hit that that first turn you know you can come down those stairs at Kansas Speedway where you go through the tunnel underneath and pop up on the infield and you can stand there for a moment and feel that wave of pressure come by and hear that roar and you you consider the amount the thousands and thousands and thousands of horsepower passing by and you think these guys are doing this all day yeah tempers flare uh, you know you get excited you know adrenaline is pumping you're coming up to the, the big ending and man you'll do what you got to do to get your win
3: well hey not everybody's wired that way but i certainly am i hey. want controversy i think you know when you, you look at baseball as long as the schedule is and everything else i want to see that fire in somebody i want to see the yeah you know not get lost in man, it's just another week around the corner. It's, it's, a it's be fine. You know, it's, in the past. Let's focus on the future. Like now I like the guy that gets beans and you, you know, and, and they go right after him the next uh, pitch and, and, throw it at his head. You know what I mean? That, that's sure. war. That is exactly what you were talking about. It is, is uh, you know, a lot on the line and, and it's your passion, blood, sweat, and tears, and it should be that way. And yeah. my point is in all this is, we're seeing it, and we're seeing it on these big racetracks that we've never had an opportunity to see that before. Uh, last weekend at, at Darlington, you know, it had been clear back when, when Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch and 0-4 and or something had that epic finish where they were beating and banging on each other bad is back in a big way, and I think you're going to see it again this weekend, and it could come down to 50 Cups, just like it
2: did last weekend. Uh, dude, looking all the way back, out. Ryan just reminded me 2013, man, you and Gordon. Look, that was that was fantastic. The God world... almighty, Ryan! Sorry!
3: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, it's number two yeah. of the best <laughs> fights We're of all time. About, right?
3: Dude, run across the infield like an idiot. I didn't even get paid for that. For as much advertisement that I gave, free advertisement at yeah. my yeah. expense that I gave NASCAR, they ought to
2: pay me royalty. Sure. Without a doubt, man. That, but that's what You're makes people. have a heart
3: attack look. running that far.
2: <laughs> look, the race this weekend is going to be fantastic. I'm excited about it, dude. By the way, uh, the the booth is getting better and better and better. It's uh, and I've watched you go through these configurations and, and through everything. It's uh you know, like, dude. You, you, I'll just say I, it. I thought you even made Danica Patrick work, but it's definitely you know, it, it, it's your world. You you know, you guys in there are doing a really great job.
3: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, obviously, this year has brought a you know a whole new challenge for myself. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, when you have that that consistent counterpart in there, you're, you know, while he's talking, he has the wheel, and you know him. We're in sync together. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know this from radio. Yeah, you know, you you hear him, but you you don't really listening. It, it gives you an opportunity when you have a consistent guy in there to when he's got the mic. You're working, right? Yeah. You're, you're working on lap times. You're working out the window and not just the, the television screen calling a race. You're looking right. out and developing that next story, that next thought process. When you have a different person in the booth, that's something that I really didn't realize coming into it. You know, it, you've got to get through the interview, kind of, so to speak, and then try to get that conversation going. Because I've always said, like, in my, my thought process going into this and this opportunity is I wanted it to feel like, as a viewer, we're sitting at home in your living room on your couch with you, bench racing, calling the race from our perspective, right? I mean, yep. I don't have a huge vocabulary and, and, and all the right words, but, damn it, I've got a lot of lifetime experience in, in this sport and, and racing in general. And I like to have a good time, and I want you to have a good time with me. Now, is that for everybody? I know it's not, but it seems to work for for me and and, and Fox. So as long as they want me in there, uh, that's what we're going to do. Truth is truth. But I'm telling you, it it really caught me off guard, and and, you're having somebody new. It's a fresh perspective, and I love that, right? I love that. But quickly, you're like, oh, damn. Here comes the pit stops. Uh, when did they last pit? Right? Yeah, and you got to yeah. take care of business. And it's like, uh oh. But that's why you always have an encyclopedia like you know Mike Joy over there. That my God, if you ever need a break, just just mention something from the seventies or sixties and and Richard <laughs> Petty or something, right? You know, just mention it and tip him off. Well, you know, in nineteen seventy six, Richard Petty uh, won the yada 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 and. You know uh, who was pitted next to him that week? ago was this guy. And, and, you know, his cousin, Eddie, uh, changed tires at the Lube Mart that I grew up at. You're like, what in the hell? But my point is it gives you a good, you know, breather where you can could- yeah. <laughs>
2: well, you got to be a real fan though, because they'll smell it if you're not. There's look, there's a lot of announcers in this world. There's a lot of people that's their job, right? They they read well, uh, they announce well, but they're not fans. And and there was a time in sports, I think, that people were trying to plug those guys in. And the truth of the matter is. What works best is a fan watching another fan. Uh, you know, if you're going to do it on television, it, you, it's, you're right. It's got to be like you're sitting in the living room. They, they, they want to know that you're as big a fan as they are. They're devoting their afternoon to this TV show. You're devoting your 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 afternoon to the same show, to the same thing that they're watching. And as long as they, they somehow feel that, I mean, genuinely feel that you love it, you're always going to be okay, man. I mean, it's just, it's not about mistakes. It's not about being perfect. perfect. It's about heart. It's about heart. It
3: really, it's about passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got a passion for the sport. I mean, my thoughts are just different than, than most in the TV world. Like, they always say, gosh, I man, I don't know if that's best for us. I'm like, sorry, it's best for NASCAR. It's, yeah. the, right, it's the right move, right? Yeah, you know, right, and, right. and i that's just the way I see it. I, I feel like, you know, asses in the seats are maybe even more important than, than you know, viewers watching at yes. home on TV. Because yes. they go parallel. Right? Without a and doubt. W- when our ratings are moving up, which they have this year, everything's trending up in our sport and, and ratings and viewership. Guess what? Look over your shoulder and the grandstands are full. You know, they go hand in hand. And if you don't take care of that um, on both sides of that, one runs in front of the other and, and it really takes the whole thing down.
2: Dude, you get it. I mean, you, whether you're doing radio, you're doing television, whether you're racing a car, you get it. You give yourself and you do what's right. For, for the moment and for, for whatever it is you're doing. You don't worry about the other stuff. You don't worry about sponsors. You don't worry about anything else. You just put on the best thing you can, and content is everything. You're you're a 1,000% right, which is why you're a great.
3: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, that's what we try to do and, and have fun with it, and yeah. we're going to do it again. I, I tell you what, rolling into town, leaving here in three hours, and... No chance in hell I'm eating Chinese food. <laughs> hey, I, man, I, I'm sorry. Anybody listening, if you're in a Chinese restaurant, I apologize. Yes. This cat is going burn-ins and barbecue all the way. I, <laughs> all right, I love you, man. You left this week, right? You left this week 10 down. I'm going to leave it 10 up. I will probably put on at least 10 pounds in Kansas City.
2: I will see you this weekend, man, this weekend at the Kansas Speedway. Don't miss it, Todd. You stay right there, Mr. Boyer. Have a great weekend. We'll run at each other. I love you, brother.
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without autopay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: Born February 28th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, she began her career modeling in her teens before making the jump to acting, making a name for herself in such films as, Varsity Blues, The Final Destination movies, The Resident Evil movies, as well as the television series, Heroes. And now you can see her in select theaters and on demand in the new film, The Last Victim, please
1: welcome, Ali Larder.
2: i uh, Miss Allie Larder. How are you this morning?
4: Good morning, guys. I'm great. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I couldn't be better. I just came off a fine bout of three-day food poisoning. About 20 seconds behind everything I'm trying to do. I feel like Friday's my Monday. Just it's a late late week kicking the balls.
4: Oh, I'm so sorry. That's brutal. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Well, at least you're looking good, right? Yeah,
2: dude, I've, I've, I'm at my fighting weight. I feel good. I've got a spring in my step. I feel very good that way.
4: Okay, good. I'm glad that
2: you're coming out of it. <laughs> hey, where, where are you and what can you see right now?
4: So I'm in the mountains right now. I'm actually in a hotel and I'm looking out. There's still some snow. There's still some snow on the mountains. So that is, that is where I am.
2: That's beautiful. What are you doing? What's, what's yeah. the point? Is it your house or are you, doing, are you taking a vacation?
4: You know what? I'm not in my house right now. We actually moved out of L.A. when our kids were on Zoom. Um, we, we realized that we're pretty horrible teachers, and everything kind of ran amok. And we just went, you know what? Let's get out of L.A. And we moved out of there um, thinking it was only going to be for a couple months and never returned. Realized that, um, you know what? Now that the business has changed so much, a lot of our work isn't even in Los Angeles. So there wasn't a reason that we felt like we had to be there full time. And now we're, we're living in a small mountain town, which has been just, just a totally incredible experience.
2: I bet. I bet. Well, listen, because I was a kid. I moved to L.A. when I was 18. And, and it was fun, you know, when you're doing that. But the idea of, of raising a family there is, is ugh. but if you've you know, been successful enough, that you guys can move out to a little mountain town and really experience that. Because I have a, a couple friends who've done that. And it is the greatest life they've ever imagined.
4: Well, I think that's what it is. I don't think any of us knew this was possible, and that's one of like the things, the gifts that happened over the world shutting down in the last two years was I think everyone had a chance to reevaluate their lives. And, you know, for us, like, sitting an hour and a half in traffic and, you know, with our kids, it was, wasn't safe. Like, I had the helicopter parent. My kids, my kids couldn't go like up for a bike ride alone. Right. You know, it just wasn't that kind of environment, and now we kind of kicked them out of the house. Yeah. You know, they they skinned their knee, and I tell them, you know, Figure it out, guys. We're we're ranging three, we're we're raising free range kids now. <laughs> Perfect.
2: No, that's how we all were. Come back when the street lights come on. Yeah. yeah. You, mm-hmm. you uh, this movie, Latest Victim, Ron Perlman is one of my favorite guys. Like I always feel like and I, I don't know what your experience was like with him, but after reading his biography and, and, and interviewing him a few times, like I don't think he suffers a fool, but I think he he, he always felt like he, he moves through this life with a lot of honor. Like he's he's got a certain set of rules and that's how he lives.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's inimitable. That's just the truth. You know, I had, you know, seen him around, but when he walked into the mayor, the makeup trailer, he was really just like a charming cowboy. You know, he is, he has a presence. You know, you hear his voice. You can feel him. And he was wonderful to work with. And again, like, he's a legend. You know, he can pop into a movie or a TV show for one minute and you think he's the lead. You know, he just really, you know, you can't forget him. And um, I was excited to have him and Ralph Innocent on the movie. We had a great cast. Kyle Schmidt, Tom Openicott, um and it really kind of, I think, for the tone of this movie, really takes you on that journey with the cast of actors.
2: So so, so what happens is this, this girl, she witnesses uh, a crime, and now there's an outlaw club, a, a gang that's, that's coming for her.
4: Yes. So I play this character named Susan, who is a professor in New York, and she's very type A, OCD. She writes lists. She tries to control everything. She's, you know, with her husband. They haven't had kids. Um, Things just, you know, aren't working out in her life. And they decide to go on this journey, this adventure, into into nature to try to get to the next chapter. And she's sitting with her husband in this bad band of outlaws comes and kills her husband and they start going after her and this is a woman who's never been in the wilderness does not have any survival skills and you see her incredibly vulnerable and weak hiding shivering in caves not knowing what to do and then she sees them kind of pull the wedding ring off of her husband and you see this woman a switch just flips in her head and she goes from being the hunted to the hunter. And this, like, carnal, you know, this sterile veracity comes out in her. And you watch her kind of step into her own power. And it's like that was what drew me to this movie. And so then you see her really fight and find her way out and have to question her own morality. What would you do in order to survive? And that's. You know, kind of the journey
2: of the movie. See, but how much fun is that, though? Because we love, don't we love? Since the beginning of time, since we're children, <laughs> stories. Uh, we the underdog, the the uh, the weaker triumph. Uh, you know, when there's the bad guys and the good guys, and I think we need this in life because I think we need to believe that that's how it really is. That you can, if you push hard enough and push through, that you know, it's not always you know victims and victimizers. It, it's 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 you can you can triumph.
4: Exactly. No, absolutely. And that's that's like the hero's journey. You know, we all want to see that. And usually, you know, you do, You see that in the male character. And so for me, it's always been fun to see a woman kind of come through there, sure. come out the other side of it, you know, to go from, you know, the hunted to the hunter is a pretty fun arc. I
2: don't know. They're going to paint you with the toxic femininity now.
4: Oh, my God. she's <laughs> oh, Oh, my God. To see New Jersey. Send that girl down. No way. To me. So hot. So hot. <laughs> so
2: hot. You uh, listen, enjoy yourself, man. And I just, I love that. You, you know, we people throw around phrases like living your best life. But the idea that you can be successful in Hollywood like you, if you're just joining us, Allie Larder, Varsity Blues, Final Destination, Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, literally, it goes on and on and on. And, and you know, from Legally Blonde to, to uh, the Resident Evil. I mean, those are two completely different kinds of movies. Make it through this and, be, and then go on to just be gen- genuinely aware enough to know that there's a happiness outside of that. That's what most people, they stop at their first great destination and they never move on. So, man, I, I think that's a fantastic story.
4: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate that. And, and you know, it doesn't, you know, I'm just, I am very aware of how lucky I am to continue to work in this business and to get to work with great filmmakers and interesting actors. And, you know, I love the art of storytelling. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is, this business is brutal. This business is so hard. You know, you talk about the movies I've been in and I go, oh my God, I really worked a lot. I, how cool is that? And then nobody sees the time in between where you're just like, rejection, rejection, rejection. No, no, no. And so you have to find, at least for me, it's been like finding my value and my success outside of this industry. And then when I do have those moments within it, it's just, it's the icing on top.
2: Uh, Hey, you're welcome here anytime. I know they got you doing publicity all morning, but anytime, you're always welcome on the show.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Really appreciate it. Allie (laughs) Lerner.